Campbell and Cohen's Cookie Quarantine. I'm James Campbell. I'm Ben Cohen. And we are joined today by Clayton Brown, the President Emeritus of the Kentucky Young Democrats. How are you doing, Clayton? Doing pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah. So just before we started, you were talking about a certain dog that we're all uh, very friendly of. Care to explain? Yes. As, as you referred to him, the, uh, the first dog of the Young Democrats of America the artist formerly known as Jax, more properly known as Manhole. Our our state is uh, running a doggy derby where essentially folks are voting on the best looking dogs. And I noticed this morning that uh, a certain first dog of YDA was not using its uh, legally voted on proper name. So um, I felt like I needed to bring this to the court. Uh, I'm bringing it up now. Okay, first off, we, well... The new president of KYD is also a friend of the pod, so... And she was also a co-sponsor of the resolution. Yes. Tussie, you should know better, and if you're listening, we are calling you the F out. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Oh, some of these are really cute dogs. Yeah, okay, I see it. Uh, Okay, Clayton, uh, what should we rename uh, Ben's dog to? I didn't consent to that. (laughs) And Josh didn't consent to his dog being renamed, so. Okay, but I've had Buddy for five years. Okay, Josh had had Manhole for, what, like a a month or two when you did that? I mean, we have plenty of time between now and uh, whenever the Kansas City meeting is. This is the trade-off, Ben. You get to have your meeting in Kansas City, but the YDA gods demand a sacrifice. (laughs) Fine, I won't bring him for the entire organization to pet. He would have loved that. He's going to be sad now. I thought the hotel actually was not dog friendly. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Is it still going to be at the same hotel or? I, I don't know yet. Is, uh, it, is it still going to be in Kansas or is it going to be in Missouri? If it is in Missouri, I will firebomb the entire conference. <laughs> <laughs> best Missouri. Best, best Kansas City, right? The real Kansas City? No. That's where the airport is. It's like at the state line. Hey, I mean, I understand that. Missouri, we got the... What, we let Missouri have a little bit of the Kansas City area with, admittedly, you know, where the Chiefs are, uh, out of pity. Because I don't know if you've seen the rest of Missouri, uh, but it's Missouri. Missouri. Castle's from there. What do you got? She's not Senator anymore. She's still awesome. Have you? Yeah, but... The All you got is Dorothy. ...and said, hey, we'd rather have Josh Hawley than her. So, yeah. I mean, I understand that. The, the Cincinnati airport isn't in Cincinnati. It's in northern Kentucky, so... I understand that, like, name sh- uh, sharing going on. Yeah, it's 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 weird, and I say that we do it out of pity. But frankly, I think that they haven't been doing uh, social distancing as well as Kansas, and that's just irresponsible. And frankly, if we can't keep trusting them with Patrick Mahomes, we're going to have to take a lot of things away from them. <laughs> you know, all, all this uh, NFL talk just goes over my head. We don't we don't have we don't have that luxury here. Now, what more importantly, Sporting Kansas City. We have three teams. Only one of them actually had had the coronavirus not happened. Actually, had you know, also had that not been the time that they'd scheduled the DNC elections, uh, I had had this whole elaborate plan where I was going to get a group like discount rate for people to go to a soccer match, um, and that went out the window. Very sad. The only soccer team that actually matters is AFC Wimbledon. That's only because you're a. you know, a uh, nerd fighter. Nerd fighter. Fair. I was about to say, like, you're in New York. You have two MLS teams in close proximity. Mm-hmm. All that matters is AFC Wimbledon. 
All right. Which, uh, oh, speaking of manhole, I'm sure both of you have known, uh, know this, but dear listeners, it is now actually added to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> if it's on Urban Dictionary, it, it has to be real. Mm-hmm. That's the rule. I actually tried to get uh, something added to Urban Dictionary like four years ago. Uh, so do either of you know who Brian Brushwood is? I don't. No. He's a YouTuber and magician. Uh, he has a show called Scam School. It's all about like different bar bets. Mm-hmm. And so he introduced one episode where he's like saying like, this is the only show that uh, will make you do an Oxford coma, which is where you do a shot before you use the word and. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I actually tried to have that added, and they rejected it. But I t- tweeted to Brian Brushwood, who somehow followed—he actually followed me before I followed him. I don't know how. Uh, and he thought it was awesome. I even tried. How did that one get rejected? But a very, very specific reference that only like a handful of young Democrats would understand get accepted. Uh, because I also tagged John Green, Hank Green, in it. And by the rules of the internet, anything involving dogs automatically becomes more powerful. This is true. So Clayton, tell us a little bit about just like what it's been like in Kentucky with all this, you know, fun going on the last couple months. I mean, we've been really fortunate Um, compared to most of the surrounding states. We have a whole lot uh, lower uh, positive testing rate. Uh, I think it was the... uh, CDC that announced that Kentucky and I believe it was North Dakota or Montana, uh, we were the only two states that uh, had met their requirements to begin reopening uh, businesses and the reopening the state in, in general. Uh, we've had a whole lot fewer deaths than a lot of our surrounding states as well. And I, I think that's just because really when you have a governor that's taking strong leadership, um, calm leadership. And, you know, uh, Seamus can agree with this uh, with Cuomo's press briefings that having someone there to let everyone know what's going on and what steps are being taken and that sort of thing. It's it's really reassuring to people and having that sort of daily routine of knowing like five o'clock PM is when Andy Bashir is going to be on TV and everybody needs to gather around the fireplace and learn what's going on is uh it, it's i think been the best part of this whole thing just to uh, pause for one second i was checking on manhole on urban dictionary is now the top definition there you go okay so back to Andy bashir <laughs> yeah and you know the the craziest thing uh, I, I think ben's in the group i don't know if seamus was if you uh got yourself added but our governor has become like a meme in our state. Like his whole press briefings and everything about it has become a meme. And there's this group called, um, I think it's Andy Bashir memes for quarantining teens or something like that. One of you, either you or Lauren added me to that group. And I'm not in that, but it's, there's also a lot of Cuomo memes. Oh my gosh. Especially Especially with the PowerPoints. Yes. Oh, well, you see, I think around the time he started doing the briefings is when I joined and it maybe had like a couple of hundred people in it. And we're talking about, you know, what that was April, early April. And now it's at like a quarter of a million people from all over the world. Like we had a brief period where 
people from other states were posting like, here's what we would trade in order to get Andy Bashir as our governor. And it was like, nope, sorry, we don't want Georgia Peaches and the Atlanta Falcons. Like, we'll pass on that trade. Um, but it's been crazy. I mean, there was a whole article on salon.com um, about it, about it. I think it was called uh, Govern Me, Govern Me Daddy, about uh, Andy Bashir. So uh, <laughs> I actually, so a um, friend of ours, Christian Habert, she was trying to say to me, that what was who is the governor Gavin Newsom is better than Cuomo and yeah absolutely untrue no. and she says okay Seamus there has to be a way that we can finally decide this once and for all who has a better governor and should we do like a lottery or something I said no pizza oh gosh yeah okay New York would definitely win that one yeah don't get me wrong I love seeing New York and California butting heads as a Midwesterner, it like it fills my soul with glee. Yeah, us flyover states get to watch you all beat each other up. As opposed to just, you know, you sort of waving your collective dicks around about how much better you think you are than us. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you guys keep having the general fight. But, yeah, pizza in New York will definitely win. I, I cannot imagine what California pizza style would really consist of. I just... Well, don't they have all those chain restaurants? The California pizza place Kitchen, or whatever? yeah something like that i'm not familiar with it you see them mostly in airports which yeah. should say, say everything see kansas is weirdly a source for a lot of pizza chains um pizza i think i think pizza hut papa john's for sure was founded here i think pizza hut was down in wichita have you had papa murphy's of course there's one near my house oh my gosh it was the worst day when they closed in our county oh man Oh, gosh. Some deep pizza-related conversation. <laughs> so if any pizza companies want to start sponsoring us, yeah. we can literally be paid in food. I mean, it keeps us from having to go to the store, which is safe. Um, so, Or instead of spot, actually, no. We should make a sacrifice. Every time that they would have instead paid us in pizza, they should give it to first responders. I guess... If you want to be all like noble and altruistic and shit, yeah. We can get a real New York slice of Sabaros. Oh, yeah, man. If I wanted that otherwise, I'd have to go down to, to my fucking shopping mall. But that's like a 10-minute drive. And I, it, I don't know if you've been inside a shopping mall in the last 15 years, but it gets kind of sad. Oh, gosh, they're, they're depressing. I know. I think the last time I was in a shopping mall, it was while I was on vacation with my family. Uh, Thanksgiving time, my mom needed to get something from, like, Macy's. And we saw uh, Santa, like, get going over to, um, like, meet up with the children. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was, like, you know, Elmo beating up a drunk Spider-Man or something like that. I assumed Santa was, like, buying drugs or something, the way I thought that story was going to go. Like like all the Times Square uh, impersonators. Those those people are just crazy. Like, well, yeah. There's, like, one that was, like, anti-Semitic at one point that, like, got arrested just one there well there was the only one that got arrested then there, there's probably plenty more that are anti-semitic now was this a santa claus specifically or was this just a cosplayer in times square the time it was uh elmo in times square oh god <laughs> oh my god i thought this was gonna be santa claus like i could have followed that that would have been elmo times square it will show up i think it's a gotham article 
Oh my God. Was like, were they in character while doing anti Semitic things? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were like screaming like this. Something like that? Yeah. Oh my God. That. I should be horrified, and in some level, I am. I am literally the head of the Jewish caucus for YDA, but my God, just the, the, the optics of that. Oh, my. You know they have, like, monthly meetings where they're all in character and just, you know, spout. Well, oh, yeah. Like of the yeah. Other. They realize that, actually, they can no longer wear the hood, white hoods and all that, so now they have to go in Elmo costumes. <laughs> oh, wow. No one cared who I was until I put on the Elmo mask. You have to do that in voice. Oh gosh, do I do that? You are a the darkness. Elmo, burn in it. God, this is a very dark conference of all the characters being their characters, talking about the state of Times Square, and one Elmo getting really mad on Jewish holidays because you know some restaurant that he tries to work in front of is full up and he can't make his way in the line or anything. No, actually, it'll be him uh, being very angry on Christmas because all the Jews are in Chinese restaurants. Oh, just... Listeners, Ben is shaking his head, but he's in agreement. I'm, I'm having so many mental images of what this would look like. Like, do the other Sesame Street characters condone this? Are, are they, like, distancing them? I mean, I imagine most of them don't like Elmo anyway because he's a sellout, but still. Probably Grouch. Maybe. Grouch probably is the closest to, you know, being an anti-Semite. See, I'd be really worried about the Count, because he's clearly old money European. That's true. Which, like, uh, actually, anti- I like I a very good point about the Count, which is, do we actually know he's a vampire? I, I thought, like, I thought that was always the implication. Didn't he have the teeth? Yes, but we've never actually seen him, like, drink blood for sustenance. Well, no, because we see him at work. You know, other than the cookie monster, the, the, the they don't I'll just go eat at work. That's unprofessional. I have to make a recommendation to y'all. There's a YouTube video of, it's called The Count Uncensored, The Count Censored. And it's this uh, video of The Count singing the song that would have been on Sesame Street, but it was very uh, conveniently bleeped in certain places. It is the funniest video I've ever seen in my life. You know, they've had very special episodes before, you know, I think the South doesn't like the South African version of Sesame Street have a character that has uh, AIDS. Like, I think so. Yeah, yeah. man, they're they're introducing some like characters with some really heavy shit going on in their lives. I remember they added one with autism a few years ago, which I was like, bravo! Like that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, I, that, that's good. Yeah, I, I like it. They should add one where it's um, my my dad is a uh, anti-Semitic New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> Times Square uh, character. character. Bring that around because I just looked at the article about it. Um, first of all, the guy looks like somebody who would, you know, get up in cosplay and start shouting anti-Semitic stuff in public. Second, apparently what he actually got arrested for and fined $2 million for was trying to extort the Girl Scouts. No, but there was like a lead up to it though. Like everyone really wanted him gone. I fully believe it. Like, there were reasons that people wanted Martin Screlly to go to jail before the reason he went to jail. The Wu-Tang Clan did it. They put a hit on it. the Wu-Tang Clan. God damn it. When The thing that pissed me off the most about Martin Screlly was when he came in front of Congress and he was asked about the Wu-Tang Clan album purchase and 
he actually started pleading the fifth. I was like, that's not a crime. Like you can't, how can you plead the fifth for something that's not a crime? You just purchase an album. Ben, you're a lawyer. Explain that one to me. Well, pleading the fifth means that you can't be forced to incriminate yourself in any sort of a legal setting. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, they auctioned that. He bought it. It's well known. It was sort of a meme for a while. Um, I don't know if there was anything else that had to do with that transaction that could have been an issue. I'm sure he knew it would come up. I'm sure his lawyers knew and told him not to bring it up too much. Not really sure pleading the fifth would have gotten people anywhere, but if it wasn't that relevant to the case, other than, you know, something about his finances, it probably wouldn't have lasted long anyway. All I want to say on that front, though, is that, well, as we all know, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. And clearly he did. And that's the real reason he's in jail. He diversified his bonds. And now he wants out because he says that he can have coronavirus cured in six months. I think if we did a fundraiser where we would just let people pay $5 to punch him in the face, we would have the money to properly bankroll the development of a vaccine. I mean, just so quickly. You put it in any major city, in some public place, put it in, you know, in Times Square or something, let, let Crazy Elmo take a crack at him. It doesn't even have to be a loss to pay. Let everyone in on this. It would work, damn it. I'm just trying to think, is there anyone that, like, people would really want to punch more? Oh, however, this would probably require a change in federal law. Are you going to say Trump? No. Ted Cruz. I can see that. I literally read an article where a neurologist analyzed his face and talked about scientific reasons why people... Yeah, I've read the same article. After that, I would say also Scott Walker. Sure. I mean, he's not in power anymore for what it's worth. But he's still like someone that caused a lot of damage, especially for the people in Flint, Michigan. Yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. Wait, Scott Walker? Yeah. Yeah, He was the one who put in like that, uh, the uh, manager for city of Flint, and then like they changed the whole water source, which then gave everyone lead poisoning. You know, Scott Walker was Wisconsin, right? I mean, I know they hate each other. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of um, Snyder then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snyder's also an asshole, but yeah, Scott Walker just hates the unions. Just... Yeah, I mean, complete ass. Yes, I know. I It sounds just like a t- total stereotypical New Yorker that I screwed up Wisconsin and Michigan. You really did. I mean, yeah. you're literally sitting in your summer home in, what was it, Westchester that you're in? Long Island. Okay. Some in my place. defense, I was up until 1 a.m. Wait, how late were you up? Tell him. Uh, I have had zero hours of sleep. Okay, you win. I have, I've, I'm pushing through here. Trying to get back on normal people time. You're talking to two people in YDA, so these are not normal people. We're really not. Oh, gosh. It's, if it's, any non-YDA people actually listen to this, I really hope that your takeaway from the just this entire series is that young Democrats are not normal. We're mm-hmm. fun. We're delightful. I love maybe like half of us, but, you know, <laughs> we're not normal. See, every now and then we have a good, peaceful meeting. I mean, the... What was it? 20, yeah, it was 2011, nine years ago that we did the convention in Kentucky. I don't think anything too crazy happened there. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was there. I know. Um, yeah. What, what, what um, do you remember? Let's see. I, I purpose... I was trash during it. Well, yeah, it's uh, a YBA meeting. Yeah. Uh, I th- yeah, I was definitely drinking on the convention floor. Yeah, um, that's not unusual. <laughs> let's see. I think I said to Steve Bashir, like, or actually, I was the mayor of Louisville. 
he's like, oh, how do you pronounce this? And he was like, and I decided to just be an asshole. I was like, Louisville. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't get ran out of the town. Well, the mayor took it pretty well. He's like, there's always one person. Let's see. Over so the- that 2011. One part of that, though, was when we got a presentation on coal. And, like, we had Ben, you were there. So, right. <laughs> and we all, everyone was given this. Coal oh, yeah. I know. Stress ball. <laughs> yes. Remember, I think I still have one of those coals. When, when I took over, um, <clears throat> I was going through our box of like files and stuff, and I found this random fake chunk of coal. And I didn't know that that was a, a panel that happened at the Louisville. Uh, YDA convention and I was like what in the world are we doing with this random stress ball and the more and more I learned is like oh people were mad myself included Um, I kept one as a memento but yeah it was gross I lost mine I also lost my like mini Louisville bat I have that in a box somewhere one guy from my state kept on like tweeting to us uh, and like facebooking He's like, would you happen to know the whereabouts of my bat? Because we were all supposed to bring him back one. Of course, it would all mean like check, check luggage and all that. I drove. For you, you could. You and, and I remember like I definitely got trashed on bourbon. And I didn't learn this until I guess maybe at the Atlanta meeting that apparently there's a thing called being Louisville. And that <laughs> happened to me. Clayton, tell us what being Louisville is. Oh my gosh. Uh, I wouldn't know where to begin i i didn't go to that meeting so and just for a fourth wall break here i've been getting like cut off on the stream so i may be missing parts of these conversations we're talking so, about uh, we're talking about being old seamus drank uh, drank a lot of bourbon at the convention in 2011 and was told years later that uh he had gotten louisville or however the hell you pronounce that city louisville the lanyards at that convention literally were covered with phonetic pronunciations of all the different ways people say it. At some point, I just assumed that it's meant to be nothing but the letter L over and over again. <laughs> the executive director of, of uh, my state party at the time was from uh, Kentucky originally, and he would try to teach us how to pronounce it beforehand, and it just always like, or no, he didn't come in until a little while after, did he? Still, we told him about it. Um, yeah, weirdest thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, we have a lot of cities that end in V-I-L-L-E, so it's a lot of, like, Louisville and Pikeville and Paintsville and all these sort of, you just got to get rid of some letters and put some other letters in there, even though um, they're not in the word. And once you're, if you can say those cities like that, you're already, like, halfway there to having a Kentucky accent. So is Kentucky just the American version of Wales? Yeah. Very similar. <laughs> well, you know, there's a there's a whole thing about um how like Apple the Appalachian dialect apparently is like the closest comparison to like Elizabethan English. Apparently like some of the ways like we use <laughs> certain words can be traced back to like Shakespeare. So, you know. So I'm gonna need everyone in YDA from the Appalachian states to come to the next meeting in full Victorian garb. I mean, powdered wigs and doublet, everything. Just, I want y'all to really look this part. Because if you're going to make a claim like that, then you back it up. No. It still won't be the craziest thing I've ever seen someone wear. (laughs) Well, no, but still. Is that what uh, being Louisville is? 
<laughs> Dallas Morgan Murphy dressed up in Tyrannosaurus Rex costume. That who that was. I mean, it was in the costume, so I didn't recognize her in it, but still. Yeah. Man, yeah. I don't even remember that. Oh, and then at one point, someone, it was like, it was like announcing votes or something, and she just goes up and screams. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> Man, that was an interesting uh, introduction to YDA for me. Oh, that was your first. I am glad yeah. you're still around. <laughs> if, if I could survive that, you know, I, I was battle-hardened. Which, the walkout, like that I didn't even, I was so dog-tired, I had no idea what the hell was going on. I'm like, why are they all standing in front? <laughs> and then... I see what's going on. I was like, huh? I think a lot of us realized that that just meant more seats for us to take naps on. The thing is, stretch out and snooze while they figure out uh, whatever quorum was going to be. The part that was craziest was I was so tired uh, coming back home. So I get to the Dallas airport, and for some reason, my pre check was screwed up. So I had to go through regular security. And so the guy is asking me for dude commands and stuff. And so he's doing the whole uh, like pat down and all that. And he, uh, I go through the full body scanner, and for some reason, there is a stain on my crotch, which probably was like urine or something. Why wouldn't you just deny that? You could have said anything. Well, I don't know. I, it was like a full body scanner, and so there's like a little like yellow spot right there. And, and so you're he announcing it on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, well. So again, I was so like dog. So the guy pulls me aside and he does like the whole white down and all that. And guy, guy's giving me commands. And I have no idea what he's saying. He's like, "Sir, are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." He thinks I'm trashed. I mean, you. I am just so tired. I was getting like three hours of sleep each night. Finally, they come back and it's completely clean because, of course, I didn't have a bomb on me, and they let me through that weekend. Like. I actually got. I was actually able to sleep though, uh, for the last convention during Indianapolis. You see, that was the one I really went hog wild on. I, I I was in the Wisconsin room like every night. Oh yeah, when we had a conference a couple of years ago in Phoenix, um, they had to do it like an extra scan and eventually like have me open up and show them the contents of my carry on. Because I had, I brought cards against humanity and the scan just came up with a large black rectangle. <laughs> so yeah, they thought my cards against humanity was a bomb. See, we, we, is, this is a bomb against like anything that could be like considered nice. <laughs> it's the TSA. They, they don't have, you know, boundaries. We yeah, just live in there. There's one on the no-fly list. Like, I, every, every meeting I've gone to, we've just driven to, so... I usually try to. That's the right way to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you're, you, you've got sort of the benefit of being smacked at it in the middle. That <laughs> trip to Salt Lake City was something else, though. Oh boy. <laughs> Salt Lake City. I did not. My, I had told jet lag the entire, or not jet lag, uh, altitude sickness. It did not end for me until I got out of the jetway at LaGuardia Airport. <laughs> I can't believe how expensive those plane tickets were. Well, clearly that's the reason that we just need to say safety be damned and have a meeting again already because plane tickets right now are still not too bad. Yeah. I actually was going, uh, so I was supposed to go to a wedding, which was been, since been postponed by a friend of the pod, Leah Kirk. 
I know, Ben, you must be devastated because you're supposed to be my date. I know you bought him a dress for it. I was going to look so fucking pretty, man. I was going to shave my fucking legs. Yes. I don't do that yeah. a lot. And so I was looking at plane tickets in, like, hotels and all that. It was still not expensive. And it was supposed to be for July. It was, like, WTF. Where was this in? Uh, Key West, Florida. That's weird. You'd think Florida would be, like, super cheap to fly down there. It was, like, yeah, it was, like, maybe... 400 round trip or something like that oh my goodness and that's like that's just like regular fare yeah you would think it'd be like half but no screw you delta i don't care that i've been a sky miles member since i was seven i don't know if i'm gonna fly out to kansas city or if i'm gonna just drive you know i'll tell you i drove from kansas to kentucky in 2011 it's mostly straight through i-70 it's not gonna be yeah well i mean you know when we drove to um Salt Lake City, <coughs> uh, Kansas City was kind of like the intercept point between like coming, going to Salt Lake City and coming back. Both we took, um, well, I guess eighty. Does, does eighty go through Nebraska? I'm not sure off the top of my head. Anyway, we took the interstate through Nebraska and went uh, to Wyoming and down to Utah, and then coming back, we went to Colorado and then straight across Kansas. And both of them sort of came together at um, Kansas City. So we spent two nights in Kansas City. Worst hotel in my life was the extended stay hotel that I mistakenly <laughs> rented. Was it a big red, white, and blue one? Um, I don't know. It was like, like across, right the, across the highway from like some like uh, theme park or something. I'm trying to think because you're probably thinking of Worlds of Fun. Maybe. All I know is like I, we got in there, it was super late, and like the whole room smelled like weed, and the air conditioning unit from the floor below was shaking everything in the room, <laughs> and like the beds looked like they could hold like fifty pounds worth of person, and it was like all these. There's like uh, I told Seth Woods, who's our national committee man, that I was like Seth, I know KYD paid for this but i will go out of my own pocket if we just leave right now and get another hotel and so luckily we found one that uh a bunch of kansas city royals fans were uh, partying at i'm like okay this one's safe yeah i think i know the the hotel you're talking about at least because i've driven by it some places just you know look like they probably smell like death on the inside and so you keep on driving um it, it looked like there was probably at least like two active meth labs going on in that place yeah you were probably on the missouri side of the wind then <laughs> rest assured when we all actually do come to kansas that's not where you'll be staying i hope so <laughs> no i mean anyone that i don't like i'll probably direct there um, just out of pure spite because that's how I roll. But everyone else, now we'll find something nice. Um, if you know, if if for some reason we don't end up at the same one that we were originally going to, you know, maybe find one over by the Legends, this big old shopping center, lots of good bars there. It's also where Sporting Kansas City is. Because I'm just on a whole kick. If if we can, I still really want to take all of YDA to a soccer game. Yeah. No, I, I can't wait to go. Like we. We didn't really get a chance to do anything in Kansas City, which was, you know, we got bummed out because we're like, oh, well, we were going to try to stop and get something to eat in like all, all the sort of bigger cities we were in. It was like, now we got to like hit the road. So we never got a chance to, you know, get any barbecue. You will this time. Trust me, I'm going to see to this. I will. Oh, it has to be better barbecue than Dallas or I'll be very disappointed because 
We actually had SEMAs like de- delivered to the convention in Dallas. Barbecue is a pretender. They are very proud of their barbecue, but that's because they haven't had it from places that do it for real. I feel like there's going to end up being a fight between <laughs> the Kansas and Texas delegations. And we will Probably North Carolina. North Carolina's going to like get a punch in there. They'll get one in there. They're, you know, better than Texas, but still. And then the Alabama folks will just spray everyone with mayonnaise. You know, there were some very good Alabama barbecue places. Uh, I I went to, I think it was Dreamland when we had the conference there. And I haven't really cracked it open yet because I just haven't had the right opportunity. But for my birthday, uh, a friend from Alabama literally sent me a giant sampler box of Alabama barbecue sauces. Oh my gosh. I know, it's fantastic. sounds amazing. We do uh, mutton here. God, you are whales. Yeah. That's our claim to fame here. You have druids in Kentucky too? Probably. <laughs> There's quite a few uh, Renaissance fair grounds in this state. There actually are also druids in New York. There was once a druid who was a city councilman. Oh, great. Another Druish princess. Hi-yo. Yeah, Dan Halloran. He's now in jail because he tried to bribe. Uh, Sacrifice the council president. Uh, no, he tried to work with some dude to bribe his way onto the ballot. Man, you said, I mean, with him being a druid, I was assuming he just got caught dancing naked in the woods and it was like closer to a school than he thought. <laughs> no, there are videos though of him uh, doing like a whole sacrifice of a goat because he was like uh, a priest or something. Perfect. Truly perfect. Yeah. Northeast if, if we have um, the next national meeting up in Cincinnati, you may have to drive through Western Kentucky and get some of that mutton barbecue. As long as I can drive through there and not just see any like, you know, swastika wielding bikers again. You know, uh, I I can't make those sorts of guarantees. That is the part of the state that has the Jefferson Davis Memorial Park. I'm not surprised. On my way home from the convention in 2011, had a biker in a straight up like spiked World War I German helmets. You know, he wanted to get both wars in because it had a swastika painted on the back. Noticed this as he was zipping by because I was just remarking on the spiked helmet. Like, wow, that is just, that's for show. And then that, like, damn, I, I'm... If we're in Cincinnati, uh, how far away are we from bourbon country? Probably, I mean, there's going to be like the, like the odd bourbon distillery all throughout the state. But you're going to get like the big ones probably like an hour away. It's not very far at all. Like if you go from Cincinnati and take I-75 down to Lexington, then you're like right there in sort of the middle of one or two counties over is, you know, uh, Buffalo Trace and Woodford Reserve. and Because I may be the designated driver in a trip to Burring Country. Yeah, no, I, I, that's something I really want to do is just get a bunch of folks together and because it's, it's not a bad drive at all. Like when I, when I go up to Northern Kentucky, I always take um, that route. There's another interstate that goes towards Louisville as well. Um, and there's a bunch of distilleries, obviously, in Louisville, too. Um, there's there's a, a, a bullet bourbon warehouse, and I think they might be doing distillery. That's literally, like, five minutes away from my house. So I we just not... love this, like, the visuals of a full warehouse of bourbon. It's beautiful. Oh, I bet. The, the worst thing, I will say the only bad thing about it is that, you know, these are all small, like, county roads that they've built these warehouses and stuff on. So you're talking about, like, big, semi is like just destroying small county roads. So it's just like pothole city. 
Are we also going to be able to find moonshine? That's more of a, well, I mean, that's more of an Eastern Kentucky thing. I mean, there's okay. folks out in like Western Kentucky do it. it. It's all, those are, that's more of the, like the personal hookups. I mean, there's plenty of bourbon places that sell like moonshine uh, air quotes for the podcast listeners. The kind of like the cute jar that have like pickled cherries in them or something. Yeah. It, it that's, that's more of like, you got to know somebody that knows somebody. Do you know somebody Clayton? Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm. All right. You have responsibilities now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But no, Actually, I, what you should do, Clayton, what you should do is for the convention, buy a whole bunch of moonshine, then sell it as a, at a markup. That that's going to be a great way to get arrested. <laughs> I mean, we won't snitch. You'll be able to probably pay off your hotel. Well, and also moving liquor across state lines we'll make sure and then the uh, isn't back again. You drive. Come on. Yeah. We had a uh, former state rep who's actually running against Mitch McConnell in the Republican primary. And he made all his money off of the liquor stores. And we had a law against moving liquor from one store to another through some like weird law or whatever. And pretty much the only bills he ever sponsored in our legislature were bills just to let him move his own liquor from one store to another. Speaking of McConnell, do you all remember McConnelling? Uh, was that the John Stewart? Yep. I yeah. got reminded of that the other day. So listeners whoever don't does not remember mcconnelling when mitch mcconnell was running for re-election 2014 he created this like six minute video or something where it's just various headshots of him complete no sound whatsoever it's completely silent basically it's this way that super PACs could then take that and take chunks this way they can then just say like supportive things about him and they realized that basically any song would work with it uh so you could then do this whole thing online where you it was hashtag McConnelling and you played put any song in the background. So I did something on my Tumblr blog years ago. I think uh, some of the good ones I came up with were like Surrender or You've Got a Friend in Me. And really some songs just go with everything. <laughs> I saw a great mashup of that song over a Beyonce video once and it worked bizarrely well. You guys going to finally get rid of him, please? Uh, I think only... Uh... Death, death, sweet release is the uh, way of getting rid of him. You have to destroy all of his horror cruxes and. Well, like I mean, what what? How hard can those be defined? He's not a subtle man. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, we we've come close a couple of times, but it, it's it's funny that for a state that cares so much about where you're from, every major elected Democrat in our state pretty much was not born in Kentucky. So McConnell uh, was born in Alabama. Uh, Rand Paul was, I think, born in Texas. Matt Bevan was from, I think, either Colorado or New Hampshire or one of those two. Um, let's see who else. Which I totally forgot until I was Googling about McConnelling that Bevan ran against McConnell in 2014. Yeah, it's that was the, the weird thing of like seeing how they sort of kissed and make like made up after he got elected governor because he was like so harsh against Mitch McConnell in the primary and you know they were slinging mud at each other like crazy didn't like Bevan go after his wife and stuff like some racist crap uh probably I, I think there was one of ours that did it too but so if I wanted to become powerful what you're saying is I should become a Republican move to Kentucky and run for some high public office 
Oh yeah, I mean, our attorney general has never tried a case in his life. What? He's only done a deposition, and the only reason he has this job was because he was uh, McConnell's like legal counsel, or like worked in his office. So you can you can get by pretty well if you're a Republican and. And apparently one that is in front of them. Because, I mean, they, they, they'll tell anyone from anywhere that they're a colonel if they're, f- like, friendly enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm a colonel. Yeah, actually, ever, so... You ever tried to exercise authority over any soldiers? Yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm like, where's my salute here? Where's my salute? My mo- so, for Mother's Day last week, my mother wanted uh, KFC. So, Ooh. I went and picked it up and all that. Hey, Mother's Day, her rules. Sure. But anyway, go on. So, of course, like, we had the bucket and all that. And my dad's, like, looking at this thing. He's like, yeah, that, who is that again? He's like, oh, yeah, that's Colonel Sanders. I say, oh, yeah, Dad, and you know that the whole stick was that he wasn't even a Kentucky colonel. He just dressed like one as part of his marketing scheme because he had no money. He's like, oh, yeah, I knew about that. I said, you know, that actually being Kentucky colonel is, you know, the highest civilian honor in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. My mom like rolls her eyes. I'm like, hold on. Uh, I have friends that are Kentucky colonels. And I list off a few and she says, okay, whatever, which I actually do. I know at some point Lauren uh, Tussie has promised that she'd help like make me one. I just have to like send her my resume and stuff. But I just never got around to it. Yeah. I mean, I think I'd be doing it now. I mean, I, I was very lucky that I, became a colonel uh, when Steve Bashir was governor and we still had Allison Lundergan Grimes as our secretary of state. So I, I was one of the few people that have uh, the last two democratic governor and secretary of state signed there. So <laughs> there was a long time where I was like, I'm sorry, I can't like promise that I can get so, you a colonel. If, if I am commissioned as a Kentucky colonel, is that something I should add to my resume? Wow, my dog has thoughts. <laughs> I don't see why not. <laughs> it's a fun, it's a fun conversation piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably true. However, I have been told I'm not. I should not add notary public to my uh, resume, which I don't understand why, because that's just useful. But what, what's wrong with being a notary? I don't know. It's like. People have told me, oh, you shouldn't add that just because I, that doesn't actually do anything for your resume. I feel like that would be like a big selling point. Like, you don't have to go to Kinko's to get something notarized. Just like, That's send it to Seamus. <laughs> like, hey, I oh, wouldn't just have a notary on staff. Like, if you're filling out a lot of paperwork, that, that's just that's just useful. It's saving money. Oh, one of the things I brought with me when we moved out to our summer house was my notary stamp because I knew it would be helpful. Yeah. I feel like maybe just like putting out a sign outside my house to be like free notary because I can charge up to $2, but I'm just going to say free because that'll be the main selling point. My response to that would be what did notary do to get in there in the first place? Notary did nothing wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, actually it's uh, like hat. Uh, he also killed a bunch of babies. That's a big gut. <laughs> hey, you brought it up. So it'd be, I didn't think we were going to go to a like a random twenty year old like episode of South Park reference. Okay, with uh, sexual harassment panda. It's true, we did. Wow, this is this our new thing? Like, have we moved from Tiger King to old episodes of South Park? Next, we'll do Nambla. Oh God, let's let's move on from that. <laughs> um, 
So tell us some fun things you've been doing while stuck at home, Clayton. So I've been working uh, on a campaign. So just basic like video editing and, you know, Photoshop stuff. Um, I've been working on a like beginnings of a uh, almanac of Kentucky politics. And this thing is going to be like, I don't know how long it's going to take, but that's, that's my like, I'm so bored. I'm going to write a book. I'm in that phase. That's like, I think that's slightly one step above. I'm going to start a podcast. There is nothing above. I'll start a podcast. (laughs) It also is a great way to anger people. I don't know who would be angered by this. I mean, it, it, it's, it's better than, you know, me almost like starting a Twitch page because that's something that the world needs to see is how awful I am at video games. What games would you be playing? Uh, well, that's the thing. Like, I don't have a lot of uh, games on my computer. I think the only one I could probably play is um, uh, City Skylines. I think that's what it's called. It's like uh, SimCity. Yeah. If, uh, if I just set up my phone uh, to point at my TV screen and Facebook Live and me playing Animal Crossing for two hours, do you think I would get some sponsors from that? Oh, yeah. And some uh, cease and desists, probably. Maybe. I'm just saying do it at night when you can go out and hunt scorpions. Just raking the bells, man. <laughs> Tommy, I would probably use uh, my N64 emulator and play GoldenEye. Okay. Yeah. Which I also have a... Uh, bought this on, I guess it was eBay. It was an N64 to uh, controller port to USB. So I can actually play it with the regular controller. Oh, As intended it, yes. I appreciate that. That was like I, I remember I had a um N sixty four emulator. It's like, oh I can finally like try to beat Super Mario sixty four. But I was using my Xbox controller and I was like, this doesn't feel right. I, I, I don't have the same like <laughs> grasp of all the buttons. Which that controller also was just the stupidest thing ever invented. Because it was meant for if you have three hands. Yeah. You don't, you don't. they said simultaneously. <laughs> but even so it's still had better games and, and than PlayStation, and therefore it was a better pl- uh, platform. Oh yeah, I, uh, Star Wars Pod Racer was my game. Ooh yes. Uh, I was also really into the Nagano games uh, because that's where I really first got into curling. I've never heard of that one. I know of curling, but I don't. I don't you just remember. mean you were watching the Olympics? Well, no, there was the there was a Nagano games N sixty four game. And one of the games that you could play was curling. Like that was the only one I was actually good at because it was all strategy. And because that year, that was the first year they did curling in the Olympics and it was exhibition. Well, the first year that they actually did it for medals, that was Salt Lake City. Curling is just incredible. I wish there was more places that you could like go and learn how to do that. Uh, there is one like near me, but you have to be in a league and none of my friends want to join a team. Or sorry, team, which makes me rethink about it if I, they really are my friends. <laughs> I think they're not. I mean, that's the saying, uh, friends that curl together stay together. I've heard that. And actually, my grandfather apparently was a big uh, big curler. So it's in your blood, Seamus. I know. Nothing should stop <laughs> like, you. Uh, and it's, it's a Scottish game, and I'm Scottish. This means that somewhere, somebody is waiting for a hero to rise in the game of curling. You could be the one that really brings the United States to glory in the next Winter Games. 
it just so happens well, it's actually, a right now, the Semitic Elmo imperson impersonator. Oh my! Plays curling on the weekends. You have to defeat them because they are tarnishing the good name of the sport, and it will not take its place in the upper echelons of sports until anti-Semitic Elmo has been vanquished. This can be you. You take that broom in your hand and you ride to destiny. It's like Karate Kid. Yes. Wax on, wax off with the broom. And there will be like the equivalent of the crane kick will just be some really elegant sweeping motion. They're going to make a movie about this, man. You're going to look so good. You're going to get to choose who plays you. Who, who would I have play me? That would be a question. I think, I think you can put some thought into this. If Anthony Fauci can make one offhanded joke about Brad Pitt and it happens, I mean, you can, you can do this. It either have to be Daniel Radcliffe or Michael Sarah. But you know what? That's fine. I've played way too much Cards Against Humanity to think about Daniel Radcliffe right now. That's delicious. Actually, any of you ever seen that movie about Daniel Radcliffe plays the head of Rockstar Games? And it's all about Grand Theft Auto. No. No. Oh, it's really good. It's, it's a BBC production. And it's all about how they find the hot coffee uh, mod mm -hmm. in in uh, San Andreas where you can actually have sex. I remember it. <laughs> and then it was about how Rockstar was being sued for uh, uh, basically uh, obscenity by this like one crazy lawyer from Florida because Florida. And he was like some like moralistic asshole. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I mean, I'm familiar with the controversy. I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah, it came out in like maybe 2015 or so. And that's the sort of thing he'd do now because I don't know if you've followed his career since Harry Potter, but Daniel Radcliffe does not give a fuck and it is just great. Yes. Uh, what's a Swiss Army man? Mm-hmm. Where he plays a corpse with rigor mortis who has a perpetual erection and farts a lot. And Paul Dano surfs on him to get back to society. Daniel Radcliffe did this. Harry Potter did this. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Oh, yes. He's on a show. Uh, he's on a TV show called Miracle Workers on TBS now. And it's an anthology. And there have been two seasons. But the through line, because, you know, different characters each time. The through line for him is that his characters are always the biggest, like, goofiest fuck up on the show. I've, I've seen a couple of episodes. I, it was, um, wasn't like the first season, like, that where they were angels? Was trying to destroy the yeah. earth and they had to convince them not to do it or something like that. Yeah. It's called The Game Changers. Oh, my. Yeah. Look that up. So, oh, yeah. It's, it's actually really, it's pretty good. And Seamus, you're going to look up Swiss Army Man. Okay, fine. Just, just take it in. It should be on Netflix, I, I think. It is. A Swiss Army Man. Let's see, comedy. Uh, uh it's a 2016 American comedy drama adventure film with Mary uh, Paul Dano, Dana Radcliffe, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, had its premiere at Sundance. Let's see, no, it is on Netflix. Fantastic. You're gonna need to sit down and watch that very soon. Oh, they did come up with a new Scooby-Doo last another night. Another segment of Clayton's uh, kooky cinema collections. Is, is this like we're going to like have you on for 10 minutes to just talk about weird uh, movies every week now? Yeah, I just made a segment to perpetually be a guest on here now. Because, you know, I said at the beginning that we should have actual segments, and we never really did that. 
but you know we can make this work wait did you know that the protagonist in grand theft auto 3 is named claude claude speed yeah <laughs> then yeah okay this can get very this okay this you're, is you're going down the rabbit, rabbit hole dude. i have to close out of yeah like, that's what we are literally recording a podcast right now oh actually okay. something i used to do in high school like friends we do something called wiki racing ever done that is it like um you know click a random article and see who can get to hitler the fastest kind of you were given two random topics so like and that's it the was, wikipedia game i know yeah and you would start you were given two random topics, so it'd be like kleenex and mitsubishi and you just based on clicking through wikipedia links you had to get to the uh topic and whoever got there fastest See, the one I know of is you hit the random article button on Wikipedia, and then you have to see how many, who can get the, who can get to the Adolf Hitler page in the fewest amount of clicks. Oh my God. Wait, so were all of your classmates also then later the racist Elmo? He is from Kentucky. I mean, that's, that's how everybody plays it. I've never heard of this game. Mm -hmm. It seems like the way to do it, um, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, because I mean, like you get some like random article about like some you know Japanese motorcycle from the 1970s or whatever. You're like, okay, I can do this. Japanese, uh, you get to Japan, you get to Imperial Japan, you get to World War II, you get to Hitler. Like, boom. <laughs> I my mind was going in a much different place. I would have gone to like hentai or something. We know your mind would go there, Seamus. It's okay. And then get stuck there, and then. Like what was what was I doing again? Here? So then I go into like anime and stuff, and then from there I would go into Hitler being pieces. molested by an octopus. You joke, but you know that's probably been made. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's, uh, oh, hey, we may have just invented a whole new subgenre of uh, of hentai. <laughs> and if anyone out there decides that they want to run with that and monetize it, send it to one. We actually get some royalties from it. Two, uh, you don't publicly acknowledge that we're getting royalties from it. Mm -hmm. And, what's again, and this is all timestamps, so it is provable. Yep. Send your favorite Hitler anime porn to Cohen and Campbell's kooky podcast at gmail.com. It's actually no reply at kookyquarantine.com, but who's counting? So if anyone wants to send us email recommendations for... No, just in photos. Photos and videos. They'll be on the website. I was going to say, please. It gets please. forwarded to my personal email, so I'm now afraid of what, <laughs> the, what Google ads I'm going to get after this. Be afraid of that. Be more afraid of what will happen when the FBI finds your computer. You'll get asked to join a certain Times Square organization. I'm sorry, uh, though. If, I think Elmo was covered, so you're probably going to have to be Grover. When you talk about a certain Times Square organization, it could also refer to the Church of Scientology because they have their headquarters there, or one of their headquarters. Do you think they ever get into arguments with anti-Semitic Elmo? Like, about just about space. I'm sure they agree on lots of things. They probably only get into arguments if someone is dressed as Tom Cruise. Dress up as Xenu. That'll, that'll get them. Ride in on your, your fancy-ass space plane. Yeah. With your, your nuclear bombs to uh, destroy the earth by uh, dropping them into volcanoes. Just have a, have a sandwich board across your chest that says free Thetans for everybody. Wait, what operating Thetan level do you think that Elmo's at? 
Oh God, it's probably a high one. I mean, that is power right there. Definitely. People rioted for Elmo toys. That's their, their, the, I don't actually know how the rules of this work, but I just imagine the feeding count is high. It's probably like an OT9 or something. Which, you know, now that we're making jokes about Scientology, we're probably going to get like a cease and desist letter. So. Fuck, um, this is not your favorite. You can't see my little Scientology movie. death threat letters to no reply at. Which, the thing is that I honestly could not care less if they sent that to me because it means that they're getting angry, which is, yes, I will say they are a cult. And they've been exposed to such. Off Scientology, you should be proud of yourself. I think we can advertise that and get more listeners. Mm-hmm. It'd be like the fact that they would probably be angry at us would probably also get us. It's just free publicity there because people will just listen to us because Scientology is so well hated. Then it'd be also like if we uh, said something negative about PETA. Because they also send cease and desist letters to anyone who says anything negative about them. You know, I got them to respond when I told them to go fuck themselves on Twitter once, so I'm sure they'll do anything. Oh, so both, uh, so Cracked.com uh, used to have like a really big YouTube presence and with like news, newsy type articles and videos. They did one where it was all about how PETA actually euthanizes animals and stuff. And so they wrote to Cracked, they said, take this thing down or we're gonna sue you as all seasons this letter. And so Cracked does comply on that, but then they do an article about, ha- or a video about how PETA just always scares their people into submission. Because they also know that they have no defense, which is all the trap laws and all that. Or not trap laws, uh, what are the laws wherein they scare you into submission. Like, um, who is the... the term, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Actually, that coal miner that went to jail that, like, hated Mitch McConnell, he was into it. That's a lot of people. (laughs) Oh, slap. You're thinking of slap laws. There we go. Slap laws, yes. Yeah. And then, like, at one point, he went after... (laughs) He uh, went after John Oliver for having a giant squirrel named Mr. Nutterbutter say, fuck you, Bob. I've got another segment of uh, Clayton's kooky cinema recommendations. Hold for uh, Jingle. Uh, Louis Thoreau's My Scientology movie. Very good. I think it's also on Netflix right now. I think I've seen that one, actually. Or I fell asleep watching it. He he basically tries to like uh, reenact some scenes from uh, within Scientology and interview people, and they pretty much just harass and you know follow him around everywhere he goes and he becomes as annoy- like annoying to them and <laughs> really good movie 10 out of 10 would recommend this has been another segment of clayton's what should we call this episode <laughs> well actually hold on should we call it clayton's kooky cinema classics or should we call it anti-semitic elmo anti-semitic elmo and, yeah anti-semitic yeah. elmo Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking too, because that will definitely be full clickbait. He he finds himself appearing in nearly every conversation we've had so far. <laughs> it's just, I'm glad we moved on from Joe Exotic. <laughs> well, you know that Joe Exotic's going to come back, especially after Nicolas Cage does uh, portrays him. True, yes. Wins an Oscar. I was just thinking, and now I'm just thinking about Elmo saying Tiger King lines. Surprise, motherfucker! I'm Financially recover from this. Hey, <laughs> you cool cats and kittens. No, see, he'd actually say that on Sesame Street. That's less funny. 
the Holocaust was an invention by the Jews. To... Oh. oh, that was bad Elmo. George Soros bankrolls all vaccines. <laughs> Carol Baskin killed her husband. <laughs> like he just came bounding up from onto the couch uh, to come and rescue me from whatever noise I was just making. You should go buy him an Elmo doll just for that. I might, because if it's anything soft, he will tear it up. I feel like this is going to be probably the most surreal episode so far. You need to go back and, well, you need to go back and listen to uh, last week's with Melissa Shapiro, uh, where we convinced her or tried to that her cat was a CIA sleeper agent. <laughs> or again, the, the Blanchard episode. Because basically after we finished with Melissa, Ben just messages me, he says this is Blanchard level. It was glorious. We're, we apologize to most of our friends for, you know, making you sound terrible. It's just there's so little to do right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, After I mean, this, I, I'm going I'm back. Not, I'm, not a, I'm not heading any organization right now, so why do I care? All right, fair enough. <laughs> After this, I am painting my back deck, then later cooking dinner, and then I have a virtual Zoom date. <laughs> no, I knew about that. You told me about it, but still. Well, no, it's, it was some, not the no, oh, it was somebody this is else. A different one. Oh, you play it. Well, yeah. I don't know. Lothario, okay. I'm going to have different breakout rooms. and. No, the one that Ben is thinking of happened a few weeks ago, and, you know, we're still talking and stuff. Please tell me you have, like, a Zoom background of, like, a fancy restaurant. and. Well, actually, I the ultimate – so every week I have a staff meeting, and so I always try to one-up myself with my Zoom backgrounds. So my first week it was Tiger King because match. Um then it was Millennium Falcon. Uh, one week it was The Matrix. But the ultimate one I ever did was Barney and Friends. Nice. Well, I can make another suggestion of a certain Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> that one would probably get me fired. And considering the job market is not too good right now. Well, you know who's always hiring. Where are you apparently, going? Apparently the, I think, uh, I mean, this may have just been for a comedy show, but I I don't even think the characters are like legally allowed to call themselves like Elmo and that it's like red, red monster suit and metal hero friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they'll just be instead of like, instead of Elmo, we'll be Elpo. Red Holocaust denying monster. Uh, three or uh, red, hol- red furry Holocaust denying three year old. Yeah. Is Elmo <laughs> apparently is perpetually three years old. Yeah. And then Big Bird is seven somehow. Big Bird actually tweeted out after Mitt Romney says, I love PBS, I love Sesame Street, I love Big Bird, that uh, he would cut funding on PBS. And so the next morning, Big Bird tweets out, sorry, I was asleep at bedtime at seven o'clock. What happened? I think they'd have to start talking about the fact that Big Bird hallucinated a giant monster for several decades. You know, he had a harsh upbringing. You know, one of his best. So they, they probably has like some sort of hormone problem if it's that large at the eight size age of seven. Like they may want to check on his pituitary gland. I mean, you know, seven-year-olds on hallucinogenic drugs—that was New York in the eighties. What can you say? I say from I, I, I my way, I know you come with that. I think that's <laughs> a good way to end this. I think it is. Well, thanks for jumping on, Clayton. Uh, I think we subjected you to some really strange shit, and you played along nicely. <laughs> yes, I, I'm it, glad to be on here. I'm, I'm, I'll have to make sure uh, right before we end. 
I promise not to bring it up, but since we're ending anyway, uh, Kentucky beat uh, Kansas in 2012. Uh, men's uh, NCAA basketball tournament. That was all. Eight years ago. <laughs> that has gone silent because he has no reply on that. I'm no, now I'm thinking about the fact that they canceled the NCAA tournament this year and Kansas was, you know, the consensus number one team going in and probably would have taken it all. And now it's not going to happen. Ben, and for the, you do know that I am the producer. So I, if for the right price, I will cut this entire part. You cannot silence my voice forever. No, I will cut out everything Clayton said. No respect. Release the unedited cut. Release the director's cut. Oh, God, it's the Snyder's Cut version of our show. <laughs> okay, Ben, because you're my friend, I'll give you a discount, $100, and none of what Clayton just said ever happened. You are stone cold. My God. Okay, you know, actually, I'll make it even better. I will donate that money to first responders. Man, you are laying it on. You're thinking. I know. <laughs> you have a few hours till this goes up. Maybe I'll point up tomorrow. So <laughs> Move on. Our theme music is produced by Alexander Nakamrata. I've been Seamus Campbell. I've been Ben Cohen. And we've been joined by Clayton Brown. Thanks, everyone, and stay safe.